0: Welcome back to another episode of City of Desert. I'm Father David Abernathy, and today we'll be speaking specifically about asceticism. Uh, Asceticism in the West in particular, and in regards to modern uh, spirituality, often has a negative connotation. And this we have to keep in mind, I think, when we read the writings of the Desert Fathers, writings of the Fathers of the Philokalia, because asceticism has lost its primary place within our spiritual life instead of being an integral aspect of our spiritual life it has become something that is episodic perhaps limited to the penitential seasons and even then uh... It is often limited to one day a week and one specific practice whereas within the East and uh, within the writings of the Eastern Fathers we see that asceticism is a part of life and this is an important point I think typically we have a a tendency to look at asceticism, things such as fasting, vigils, prayer, almsgiving uh, as something that is solely religious or re- religious in its origin, whereas asceticism is really a human reality. It is associated with everything that we do as human beings whenever we strive uh, to grow and perfect uh, for example a certain talent. So there is no musician, no academic, no athlete who doesn't practice asceticism. The musician practices hours a day, the academic studies and goes to classes for years on end the athlete will train uh watch his diet even all for the purpose of perfecting their talent or their abilities but when it comes to the spiritual life we have a tendency to think that somehow it should be spontaneous and that one should leap to uh the practice of contemplation perhaps without having Uh, grown in purity of heart without overcoming the passions without investing oneself in any way asceticism simply means exercise to exercise the faith and so when we engage in uh, fasting for example to humble the mind and body we are doing this not with a self-centered purpose Uh, but rather in order to make us more open to God, to humble the mind that we might listen on a deeper level, to humble the body that the passions and the appetites might be controlled or limited. And so asceticism is an essential aspect of who we are as human beings, but certainly an essential aspect of our spiritual life. And if we can begin to understand This, uh, even minimally, I think we'll be able to read uh, the writings of the Desert Fathers with uh, much greater clarity. Part of the value, then, for the modern person reading the Philokalia is that it shows us that asceticism is an integral part of Christianity. It it tells us that Christianity is a life of ascites, of exercising our faith and in many ways it's simply heeding the gospel commands of Christ to die to sin to live for God alone to walk to strive to walk by the narrow way the word strive I often tell those who come to the groups here comes from the word agon from which we get our English word agony we agonize we we strive to enter by the narrow way So Christianity is not a path without effort, but rather one of great discipline. St. John Chrysostom says we are baptized in order to struggle. And so asceticism is a whole way of life for us. Anthony Cornierius has a wonderful little chapter in a book that he wrote called the Philokalia, the Bible of Orthodox spirituality and he gives us something wonderful to ponder in the chapter he tells us that asceticism is not to be seen or experienced as a burden for us as christian men and women but rather as a true blessing that allows us to experience something of who we are truly meant to be as sons and daughters of god but also to taste uh, the 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 beauty of the spiritual life and the beauty of virtue in particular uh, he reminds us that Paul tells us that we are transformed from glory to glory, and it is the practices of asceticism in particular that helps us to begin to experience this. Connie Harris tells us that asceticism is a means to a, a very precious end. He writes, Ascesis is Philokalia, love for the beauty of God's darkened image in man, which it strives to restore, its original beauty. Ascesis is the struggle to renounce my ego, which looks at the world as existing only to satisfy my needs and desires. Ascesis is described by St. Paul as pressing on toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And so asceticism is the very path to beauty. And the kind of beauty that s- saves the world, uh, that recreates for us the image of God within the soul. Looked at in this way, asceticism is not about developing our talents and abilities, as it would be, for example, with academics or sports or music, as we discussed earlier. Uh, it's not about the self at all, it, in fact, is about God and God alone. In order that we might be able to draw closer to him, Archimandrite Sophrony writes the following He says, Acquiring love is the ultimate purpose of Christian asceticism. The ascetic ideal is to cultivate love for God in man's mind, heart, and soul. The church fathers keep warning us that if ascetic discipline is devoid of love for the Lord, It turns into a source of depression and pride on account of self-righteousness. No asceticism deprived of love comes near to God. Again, I think this is very much oriented towards the scriptures. We see, for example, in the scribes and the Pharisees, men who were ascetic in the sense of the way that they lived their lives and the things that they avoid, their discipline, but lacking a love of God, lacking humility, lacking love of neighbor. It became something that was destructive, so much so that Christ warned people to stay away from them, that to come in contact with them was to become unclean, that they were as whitewashed tombs. And so the same could be true for us as Christian men and women. Our asceticism must always be joy-filled and have God as its it's focus and have uh, the love of our neighbor, as a goal or greater freedom in loving our neighbor. Without these elements it becomes something that is sim- simply self-punishing and perhaps masochistic. Asceticism is then not only the way of beauty and the way of love but it is also the way of liberty. We as human beings often struggle and uh, often know great pain because of our compulsions. We find ourselves bound by our passions and driven by our desires and appetites and it is asceticism, aided by the grace of God, that liberates us, that frees us from the shackles of our our passions. One author tells us that far from being something that is stultifying it is liberating and that asceticism uh, even though it has its thorns oh what roses it produces. That despite the difficulties and despite the pain of striving to enter by the narrow way, the joy that we begin to experience as we draw closer to God and as we are freed from our sin is great. It offers us a liberty that is tasted by very few men and women. This way of asceticism, the way of beauty, the way of love, the way of freedom is meant for all. The Philokalia spirituality, even though it arises out of monasticism, is meant for both monks and the laity. The editor of the Philokalia, Saint Nicodemus, puts it this way, he wrote, come and eat the bread of knowledge and wisdom, and drink the wine which spirituality delights the heart, and become inebriated with the truly alert inebriation. Come all together, lay people and monastics, all of you who seek to find the kingdom of God which is within you, as well as the treasure which is hidden in the field of your heart. And this is the sweet Christ. It's a beautiful quote. Become truly alert with inebriation. Become inebriated with the love of God. Embrace the ascetical life in order that you can taste the sweetness of intimacy with our Lord. And so again, this is not something that is meant solely for the desert, but the desert of the heart. Not to a certain geographical region, but that place deep within us all, where ego tends to reign and our compulsions control us. It is here that we are invited to, to taste this beauty, this freedom, and this love. While each of us has our own station in life, in our own particular vocation, uh, each having its own particular demands, we are all called to a life of radical holiness, the holiness of the gospel. And St. John Chrysostom in his writings tells us there are not two different spiritualities. There's one spirituality that arises out of this gospel and that we see lived in its perfection and in its depths in the Desert Fathers. And so although again we do not find ourselves living in the desert, we are to pursue, we are to strive after that same kind of holiness of life. Once again we hear from St. John Chrysostom, when Christ orders us to follow the narrow path, he addresses himself to all. The monastics and persons must attain the same heights. They will have to render an account before God. We all one day stand before God to give an account for our lives, whether we've sought Him above all things. It's with this in mind that we move forward now in our reading of the Fathers of the Philokalia, not to satisfy our own curiosity, but rather to find guides who will direct us along the path of holiness. Thank you for joining us for another episode of City of Desert. We'll see you soon.